Yo. These headphones aren't doing anything. So, uh, yeah, we're back with another Alex and Alex uh, podcast. Uh, I guess a Christmas one. Oh, it's dark, isn't it? I don't know if I can fix that. Maybe I can just angle the lights better. Maybe I should have cleaned my desk before starting this. I got some chinos in the post. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're just waiting for the, as always, as always, we're just waiting for the other Alex to, uh, to appear. I've told him that we're live. He's not seen it. I'm having a really positive day. As it goes. Oh, look at that. There he is. The one. Okay, there we go. Hey, man. Hey, yeah. So I'd already sent you the request when you were like, oh, I'm waiting for the other Alex. Oh, I've told him we're live and he hasn't seen it. Like, I'd already, and it was like, I was getting a wave from you and it was like saying, joining now. And you were like, well, bloody hell, he hasn't seen it, has he? Oh, I'm grumpy. That's you. Yeah, I thought you said I'm corrupted, which is still accurate. I'm, I'm corrupted. <laughs> yeah, like, well. Anyway. Now, we should, oh, should we do the intro? I was going to say, I was just going to jump straight into it, but should we do the intro? Yeah, let's do the intro. Um, hello and welcome to the Alex Nights Podcast. I'm Alex Ryan. I'm Alex Willis. We have the same name. We do have the same name. And that's Giant good. thing. How was your New Year? Uh, played Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, sick! Also, where um, where I, I uh, like it was depressing, and I was just like, yeah, cool. <laughs> no, it was fun actually. But um, yeah, where uh, where I live, there were people setting fireworks off in the street. And when I say people setting fireworks off in the street, I mean like nobody really has a garden where I live, so there were just people outside the front of their house just setting off fireworks. Place looked like Beirut. It was amazing. But in the like most positive way that can sound. <laughs> it is nice. I'm I'm glad that people still like went big on the fireworks. Yeah, yeah. It was it was actually wild. Like there were fireworks one for ages and two just everywhere. But I was just mm. like, oh, they those ones like remarkably close. Sort of glanced to my left, and there was just like a, a group of like four people just blowing shit up in the street. <sighs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was actually really cool. And then um, there's also some, some like fields near my house, sort of near my house. <coughs> and um, yeah, and shit just went wild. Everything was exploding for like 10, 15 minutes. It was a good time. It was a good time. Sounds it. Mm. How was yours? Yeah, you fine. Um, obviously, I don't know. In some ways, I, I fucking I dislike New Year a lot of the time. Because there's so much pressure that it has to be like the biggest, and it's like a pretty good night. But there's pressure, and I just don't enjoy it. Plus, also, I, I get really depressed at the end of the year because I I just start evaluating my life in like the macro sense, and I'm like, fuck, am I unhappy? But um, the <laughs> fuck, I'm so unhappy. Yeah, no, just just in like a macro sense, you know, day to day. I might use that uh, screen grab of me being like, I might use that one actually as the, uh, the screenshot for the, the thing. You should. Yeah. Can you um, pull a ridiculous uh, right now? Just like. 
but this year, because of everything, there really wasn't much pressure. So it wound up being a really nice night. You know, we we uh, we cooked some some vegetarian meatballs and a tomato sauce, and that was good. And we made some cocktails. Um, nice. Did the you know drink drink champagne at midnight thing? Had a few drinks with our housemate, and then I drank huh? half a bottle of gin at midnight. <laughs> that was that was uh, my I mean, I say champagne. It was prosecco, and it's yeah, been still... in the fridge for about a year. So that's less good. What open? No, come on, we're not animals. Are you sure? Mm. I think biologically why, we might. Why be. just drink jiggling? Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just like, duh, 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 duh. sorry. Hello. How was your Christmas? Christmas, yeah, Christmas was interesting. So, like, we were at Holly's parents' place. Ah, uh, the land got... of no internet. Huh? The land of no internet. Yeah, no, fucking hell. Um, but also, like, internet there is pretty bad. Phone signal is fucking non-existent there. So, like, really? yeah, you know, if you wanted to, to like cut yourself off i guess you'd go somewhere that actually didn't have any internet really started that sentence, started that sentence did a wild u-turn in the middle um, but yeah like I'd, I'd been planning to come down to see my parents uh on on the 23rd and spend like the actual christmas period with them and then come back to london but obviously that didn't happen because tier four happened so we spent it with holly's family which was which is pretty good like it was a bit different but um yeah nice you know food sitting are they atheists? I mean, that's probably makes more sense than what I actually said. I said that well, they nudists. Are they nudists? Uh, not to my knowledge. If they're nudists, they're the sort that keep it quiet and wear clothes when I'm around. Okay, they hid it really well. Mm. They yeah, hid maybe their we... nudity under some clothes. Like They're like, he doesn't know we're naked under these. <laughs> uh, more fool then, Alex. You got them. Well done. Yeah. So that was fine, man. And then it's just fucking, it's 2021 now. How about that? Yeah, have you got any, have, did you make any New Year's resolutions? Not yesterday. I might make some today. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, I something really... What was that? It was a verb. Um, oh, I did something really cool yesterday. Well, I say really cool. It was, it was just really nice. My little brother rang me at like uh, 10, 11 in the morning, which was like, Alex, come play computer games. And I was like, oh. Really hungover, but okay. And then he and I, he and I were just on the phone for six hours. Oh, that's cute. That's nice. Yeah, like playing computer games and I like just chatting shit and stuff. It was, you know, it was actually really, really nice. But I don't. He and I don't uh, really talk that much. Not in a. Uh, basically, we're both dickheads. Both massive, massive dickheads, mm-hmm. and uh, we argue about so much stuff. Just like, and I, I mean, you can go from the, the micro to the macro. You you choose anything that he and I are like differ on, boom, argument. Like, full That's blood. impressive that you don't talk much, but you still argue a lot. Yeah, like, well, it's pretty much whenever we do talk. Uh, so, like, we might, talk, we might talk like four or five times a year, but we'll argue four or five times out of that. Like, yesterday. Well, I'm glad that you did, you, did you argue during this, like, six-hour computer game session, or was it just, like, just nice, wholesome vibes? Yeah, so, well, we argue, it wasn't like super, super bad or anything, but um, the conversation started off with us having a discussion about um, the differences between language and lingu- linguistics and how as subject, like, he seems to think that, like, uh, language and lingu- linguistics aren't that different, and I was like, they're massively different. They're well, it's in, uh, in terms of, like, things you study? 
Yeah. They're very different. They're tremendously different. I was, I was just like, yeah, like, that's like saying, um, you know, quadratic equations and like uh, algebra, for example, are, um, they're both maths, so they're both the same thing. And he was like, well, sort of, yeah. And I was like, no, absolutely not. And then he started talking about machine language. And I was like, look, we've managed to go into a whole, a whole section that I just don't understand. So let's just, I'm going to concede. I'm going to concede my point. I know I'm correct, but like, I just, we've got into an area that I'd know nothing about. So there's nothing I can add to this conversation. So you can say anything you like, and I'll just be like, okay, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I always, so, I often get like that. Like when the conversation moves on to like computers and like robots and stuff like that, I'm like, obviously, especially stuff like, you know, on being able to talk about and understand things like coding is like so important to the modern world. And I have fucking nothing in that area. Like I'm like yeah. you. The conversation gets onto that. I can't even. I can't even sort of like ask questions because I don't know what I don't know. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I'm that far out of it, and it's so annoying because I want to learn, but it's like people that know that stuff are just kind of already in there. And it just feels like I'm on this the other side of this big gap, and I'm like, there's there's no there's no bridge here, there's nothing. Yeah, like, there's no way across. There's just an enormous chasm, and you're just like, hello, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I'd like to learn, but you guys already know it so well that even saying the simple things, I'm just like, what are you doing? You guys what know you it so well that, that you could never possibly explain it to me. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's like it's hard. I tell you what, it's like uh, trying to explain skateboarding to somebody who doesn't skate. But I don't skate, but I feel like I get it. Dude, what's a frontside Smith grind? Well, I don't know the actual names, do I? But like, exactly. But like, I understand that that's a thing you do. <laughs> like, what's a what's a mm, switch flip, late back flip, flip? That one's actually pretty straightforward. I'm just trying. I'm just from like trying to flash back to playing Tony Hawk's Underground. See if there's anything anything in there. Having a root around in my brain. I believe that's when you ollie and then press circle and then uh, pull the left control, the left joystick back and maybe press square. Triangle was grind. Yeah, triangle was grind. Uh, I, I never <laughs> had a place. But, Did you um, ever play um, skate as well? Yeah, man. I've got skate through. God, what is going on with the lighting in this room? And I tell you what, I might open my curtains for the first time in like maybe forever. It's like my radiator is awful, so. Mm. And it's right underneath the window. That's a bit better, isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, so, um. <laughs> nah, that's, that's done nothing. Great. It's now just cold in here. Um, right, so. Yeah, I've got Skate 3 on my, on my Xbox One. It came, like, it came up on, like, Game Pass, and I was like, I'm having that right now. I'm, I'm mm. fucking. That is mine. Also, we keep getting pretty cool. Yeah, I know. See, it, it, we've got like a one-in-one-out policy for this video. I think. Yeah, we're we're a really exclusive club. Yeah. Your name's not so Danny. Game, Game Pass is that thing where you get like, fuck. What? You get like, um, <laughs> sorry, Holly just came in to get the olive oil, and that was my reaction. Um, you get like fucking heaps of free games there, right? Like huge numbers of games. Yeah, you pay ten ninety nine a month, and you get like uh, sponsored by. Uh, no, you get um, yeah, ten ninety nine a month, and you get like uh, fifty games that you can choose from. Mm. 
how do you feel about streaming as just like the model for things right now? What do you mean? Like, it's possible now to like video games, music, even stuff like comic books, audio books as well, Kindle, to get well, like basically all your entertainment just through subscription. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, but <laughs> it's interesting, right? Because like I, I have, so my I use my parents' Netflix, but I use my Amazon Prime and my Disney Plus. So I've got the TV streaming. I use Spotify, the free version, but I also still buy CDs. I also still buy DVDs. I buy books. Like, and I, I just, the idea of streaming games just seems completely different to me. Well, like, so I, wanna, I, really... I wanna own it. It's weird. Is this just a weird it's thing that is in, the, in my brain? Things, but like, um, the idea of, so I'm really, really fortunate that the only thing that, the only thing that I really own, the only things that I have, are two laptops, a guitar, and a fuckload of books. Right? Mm. I currently don't have a Facebook or whatever. Um, anyway, but I don't really own anything. I mean, clothes and stuff like that, but I don't really own anything else. And I find that's really, really good for uh, my mental health because mm. the active space, like my, the physical space that I live in, doesn't really have much clutter. Mm. So it's actually like quite freeing for me in that respect because I don't have to worry about there being mess everywhere. Mm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like, physical clutter really does fuck with, with mental space, um, like yeah. mental health. But I, there's something quite nice about organizing all your stuff. Like, we picked up a, a kind of shelf, like a low, long shelf thing just from the street, cleaned it off. This was a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, setting that up, cleaning it off, putting up, you know, finally having a place to put, like, old DVDs and CDs and stuff. I was like, this was fucking great. I mean, like, like I don't house think, management oh, feels great. Do you know what? Right, I was going to say, other than my, I guess my Xbox accounts, but I don't even have anything that would read a DVD or a CD. Like, apart from your Xbox, right? Do you know what? Right, I don't even know how to put a disc in my Xbox. <laughs> really, I'm you play all your games online? Yeah, like everything that I play is a, a digital version. Okay, that's interesting. And even then, I don't like having more than like 10 games on my Xbox at any given point in time, so I'm just like, this is too messy. Mm. See, I'm... Which is strange. Just behind, just behind the screen that you can't see, it's just a pile of crap. <coughs> and it's just like so disorganized. Mm. It's like, I guess the nearest way that I could get to it is like, there's mostly bathroom stuff there. Yeah, that's, that's right. Our, our, bathroom, our bathroom's a bit fucked. We're sort of, for much as much as I'm saying, like I love doing house management stuff now, and it feels good to 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 fix it all. Like it seems like we just have like contained areas of of that are fucking nuts. Like keep the certain spaces clean, make the bed, and then just you know you'll open a cupboard and there'll just be insanity in there. It's like even even my wardrobe. Like so I've been so you know I've been doing all this like uh, self improvement shit. Hmm. The last year, or since like August, really, and then my life imploded, and that was fun. But um, it's like fully imploded, just collapsed. Oh, I got some devastating news uh, just before Christmas. Did you? Yeah, that was fun. What was it? Uh, all of the trauma that happened to me when I was younger, um, I'm remembering incorrectly and have essentially created a much worse version for myself that I now not only have to heal from that, but then also understand why I did that in the first place, which I think How I actually... How did you find out that it was incorrect? Well, that's the thing. It may or may not be incorrect. It's a bit tricky because uh, because it was so long ago. 
So in my memory of from being three years old, or from being five years old, and it turns out I was three. Um, then I've got two different family members giving me two separate accounts of the same events. So from these three accounts, I've then got to try and figure out what is actually the truthful one or the most truthful one. And then, yeah, pretty fun. Pretty fun. I don't even know um, how you would begin doing that. Yeah, so do you know what? Interestingly, what I'm thinking I might do is just sack off my past altogether, just completely write the whole thing off, be like, I can't even remember most of my childhood. Anyway, so fuck it. Uh, and then just, uh, you know, be my own God, discover who I am uh, without all of this stuff. Still trying to obviously be the best version of myself, but just like accept that I'm never going to know these things. Move on. Haven't spoken yeah, to my therapist. Then, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But um, one, one thing I have, and I've never, I guess I haven't even really, the sort of therapy I've had has always been like, yeah, that sucks, and you can't really, like, there's no easy way out of it, so just focus on what you can do, like, right now in the present, and I think that's, that's often pretty good advice. But, like, I find it really difficult to have an accurate assessment of who I am, what I'm good at, what I'm bad at, and to, like, yeah. unpick when it's negative thoughts, negative experiences impacting that, and when it's actually just a fact. Yeah. So one of my, one of my biggest issues that I'm having in terms of at the moment is that um, pretty much everything that I have ever done in my life stems from um, essentially about four or five traumas, right? And um, even to the point in which, like, in order to not have that sort of sense of uh, abandonment or um, uh, I can't remember what the word is, like uh, when you don't feel good about yourself, inadequacy. Mm. Uh, in order to not have that sense of abandonment or inadequacy, I will fix myself into any, um, any sort of social group and just make sure that I am that I become an integral part of that group. But by doing so, I, I will just adopt all of the other people's uh, mannerisms, likes, dislikes, so on and so forth. Now, the issue with that is that I don't actually know what I like and what I don't like. Like as a thirty-two-year-old man, I have not. Like, I listen to music sometimes, and I'm just like, I don't actually, I don't actually like this music. But I'll listen to it anyway because that's what um, that's what the group dynamic demands. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, a friend of mine, Ella, uh, Ella Morgan, you know her actually, um, she gave me a really good piece of advice the other day. She was like, look, um, make a mental note. And I was like, I'm actually going to write this down because it's uh, easier for me to be able to look at but, um, and address, obviously. Basically, every single time that I do something that I enjoy, uh, I write down and just be like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, doing a podcast, enjoy, and then just like put a smiley face next to it or something. And then on a different uh, different page, a separate part of the book, anything that I do that I don't enjoy, like, oh, I've just, I don't know, gone for a walk in the rain. Because in the back of my head, I'm just like, that sounds really nice. And then in actuality, I'm just like, I'm soaking wet and cold. Mm, yeah. So, so that way I, I can write that, that happens with going for a walk in the rain so much. Whenever someone's like, oh, I just, I just love walking in the rain, a part of me is like, no, you fucking don't. And like, I know people are different. Like, some people have different likes and dislikes. But people are like, oh, yeah, you know, I really... Uh, just kind of walking out in the rain and getting muddy. And I'm like, fuck you, that's horrible. That's a bad experience you're having. <laughs> you know, actually, it's quite, well, I say it's quite nice to be, but I think it's just because, like, um, loads and loads of friends of mine are, like, artists, so it's got this, I have this, like, artist mentality that that's something that I like. But I haven't actually put that into fine, practice it'd yet. It'd be fun if you were able to, like, suddenly everyone realises that none of them like it. Like, all your art friends are like, I thought you guys were into this. Like, I'm just doing it for the image. This sucks. <laughs> I don't like this at all. It's horrible. 
Yeah, so um, yeah, so I'm now coming to terms with the shit that I do like and that I don't like, and it's really, it's really, really weird, just being like, okay, so I don't actually. So as it turns out, right, I don't really enjoy drinking that much. Mm. That's that's something like, well, tell a lie. I enjoy drinking because I enjoy the experiences that go around that. But whilst in lockdown and things like that, it's just hanging out in my house. So I've now I've now decided that my new rule is unless there's some sort of like special occasion or something, no drinking indoors. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So like if I want to, and we're in a, we're in a tier four lockdown, mate. So I ain't drinking outside. Uh, no, I mean, so it I guess, gets a bit sunnier at least. I, I guess I can go and get shit based in a field, but like I don't really fancy that. Mm. So how how do you? I like this, and I've been thinking about doing something similar, but also including like you know, work stuff and like, do I enjoy it enough to keep doing it? Like, what do I get out of it? Blah, blah, blah. But how do you, this is going to sound so dumb. How do you decide if you like something? Like, do you just kind of go with your gut feeling, go, uh, this I like, you know, smiley face. Or what if you write it and then go, do I like that? Okay, so the thing is, you've got to experience the thing that you do. Because I don't think, I mean, there's obviously there's some points that are like very uh, moralistic. And the idea that I'm not going to go out and just punch a person in the street. Do you know what I mean? Like, morally, I disagree with that fundamentally. I'm just not going to do it. But, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. But then um, everything else has to be an actual lived experience. So I've got the memories of me doing something, but I've n we now know that I can't trust my own memories in this particular capacity. Mm. Say, do I like this? Because the memory will be like, yeah, you do like it, Alex. You, you, you like this thing. And then it turns out that I might not. So it's like, it's unpicking, it's disentangling the fact that this is a thing that you do. Like, I shouldn't think, well, this is a thing that Alex Ryan does, therefore Alex Ryan enjoys it. I should just think, how do I actually feel about it? Like, exactly. You're like, how do, what's, what do I actually feel on this, on this subject? So, and the thing is, it's, um, for me, it goes beyond the, beyond the negative. And it also looks into the positive. So, for example, I run, um, you know, I'm the founder of Giving 1%. And essentially, I started all of that so that um, I could support people so that they never had to feel the way that I felt or have felt. And I don't even know if I felt like that. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? So even on the positive side, side of things, like all the good stuff that I've done, I'm now having to look at it, look at it and say, okay, so... I'm going to carry on doing these things because it's doing good. So like moralistic, moralistically, it's sorry, morally, it's doing the, it's doing the good thing. But then I've got to say, okay, but what is my intention behind it? So I, I give people a lot of advice on like, um, on having a shitty dad. Right. And I talk about having a shitty dad a lot. And I'm not saying that my dad wasn't shitty. He was, he was still dog shit. Like he was still a fucking dog cunt dude. Like he's just a bad life. But, um, not for the reasons that I think he was. But, just in um, other ways. Yeah, just in totally different ways. Like others, uh, well, actually, some of them are similar, some of them are different. But like, still just a really shit bloke. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm now having to come to terms with the fact that this advice that I give is entirely done off uh, from an emotional standpoint, not from one of, um, not from the physicality of actually having a bad dad in this response. So, do I carry on offering this advice and being like, this is, this is how I felt. This is what I did. This is who I am. Or do I say, okay, so I'm actually coming to terms with the fact that like an awful lot of this, uh, history is fictitious, uh, in the sense that, uh, the way I explained it to, to one of my friends the other day is, um, 
I it's easier for a young child to create a, a boogeyman than it is for them to come to terms with the fact that their father doesn't love them. Mm. So as a three-year-old, I've manifested this idea of um, this evil, evil man so that that way I can understand better uh, why he would do the things that he did, even if I've made those things worse in my head. Yeah. And, and also, like, just because of the way memory works, like, that goes from, you know, it becomes like a story, and a story that you keep telling, and telling to yourself, and, like, you know, each time you remember it, you're kind of making a new copy of it. So it makes exactly. sense that that would just get completely embedded over the years. Yeah, I mean, 29 years of saying the same thing eventually becomes a totally different thing. It's like Chinese whispers, but with yourself. Yeah. And, I, you know, there's that idea that when you, when you remember something, you actually only remember it once, and, and thereafter you remember remembering it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you remember yeah. the memory. Exactly. So, um... So yeah, even, like I was saying though, even on the good stuff that I, I do, I've now got to re try and like, you know, uh, come to terms with why I do any of these things. And if I, if I even want to carry on doing them. So like, I write an awful lot about, or I have written an awful lot about having a shitty dad. Like as a poet, I've written an awful lot about having a shitty dad. And now I kind of feel like that work would be considered as a disingenuous Hey, what's the topic we're dissecting here? I don't know. I don't actually yeah. know what it's called. Okay. <laughs> I've yeah, said my... hard to say. Mental health in general? Question mark. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, basically we're picking apart the idea of um, uh, the idea of the self in regards to personal tragedy and uh, the idea of the other in regards to... Um, <clears throat> Uh, the father and the son and the different psychoethnographical ideas between uh, psychoethnographical links between society and upbringing. Because mm. also, this is interesting regarding it's your work. By the way, the, like what I just said is not essentially what I was going to do with PhD. But like, I want to zoom in on this point about your work as well, where like, so like, to the extent that your work relies on your own life story and your like factual claims, Mm. what happened finding out those claims are false because obviously it's not that you were lying it's not that you were like knowingly fabricating it's not that yeah, you were like this would make a great poem i'm just gonna make shit up like they were still real to you so how do you how does that kind of play with authenticity because obviously i think if, if someone was lying and just making stuff up like first of all the, the an artist's personal context does matter who they are matters to the work they produce mm -hmm. Second of all, I think we'd both say that if someone had just been straight up lying knowingly, that work would be degraded, potentially lose all value. But what happens to it when it's this situation where the facts are different, but no one was actually misrepresenting? Okay, so I think um, I spoke to, I've spoken to a couple of people about this, uh, obviously. What a great time to not have a therapist. What a great time for a Christmas break. Thanks. Um, that was my idea as well. Then literally like three days later, this happened. Anyway, so... Um, Yes, yeah, so I think the tricky thing is that even though the the events, the way that I, I perhaps misremembered them, which I can't even guarantee, by the way, because each one of the stories differs on some points, but the actions are the same. So, like, for example, my dad's uh, trying to drown me in a river. Oh, this will get real dark. Content warning. Uh, my dad trying to drown me in a river. 
Um, I remember it as him throwing me in maliciously. Another family member remembers it as um, myself and one of my siblings asking for us to be thrown in. And then an additional family member uh, who wasn't there but remembers the stories and was also older said that, um, what did they say? said something about our clothes being dirty and like uh, them needing to be cleaned. So that's why we were thrown in. But like, I mean, that... the thing is, I know, I know. I'm very skeptical of that last one. Yeah, you know, but um, the thing is though, all I'll three- kids' clothes are dirty, I better chuck them in this fucking river. Like, yeah. <laughs> if that's not malicious, that's certainly negligent. It, yeah, all, all three stories, definitely, definitely negligent. But the thing is, what's really important to note is, oh, I skipped out the fact that like, uh, in all three stories, the clothes were dirty. In all three stories, the clothes were dirty. In all three stories, I did get thrown into a river. In all three stories, my dad was angry. Mm. So whether or not um, it was done maliciously, whether or not we'd asked for it, which is a weird thing for a three-year-old to ask for, if I'm totally honest, but, um, or whether or not it was done as a, a means of cleaning clothes in some capacity, the fact of the matter is the, the action itself still happened. Mm. So... When we're talking about the idea of um, of fact, the fact is uh, the, the physical action is is still there, but it's the emotional trauma that's now attached to it, which mm. is what we have to sort of like correct um, or address. And yeah, it becomes very difficult because for me, like personally, someone tried to kill me as a child that feeling hasn't gone away. Mm. The, feeling, the, feeling is, the feeling is a fact, though, right? Yeah, the feeling is a fact. And, like, just because it may not have had a malicious intent, the act, the you know, the action was still... I was thrown into a river as a three-year-old by my dad. Mm. Yeah, I that's going to fuck you up. Like, like, I can't swim at all. Mm. Like, definitely can't fucking swim now. So... Yeah, so the, you know, the, the action happened, the emotion is there, but it's just the intent that we now actually need to address as being like, what was, where is the falsehood? Mm. You know, where and, is the lie? And also, like, and, there's not that clear a line. So, like, this comment, all about perception and processing the emotions surrounding them. Yeah, because the emotions are, are a fact, and, like, you know, you can you can choose how you respond to your emotions, but you can't choose not to feel them. That's not a choice that's open to you. Any more than you can choose not to hear a noise that just happens. Like, that's just not... You know, you're open to it, and it's happening. The thing is, uh, this, a tricky thing is, so, like, um, after something bad happened a couple of years ago to me, um, which we won't go into now, because I feel like, I feel like one major trauma is, like... Uh, Enough to address in one podcast. Oh, just but, just um, do what I do. Be vague and academicize everything. I mean, that would be great, but I'm not really that academic. I mean, I'm currently wearing the Validate Us hoodie, so that's all right. I'm wearing I'm wearing pajama bottoms. Nice. Uh, hang on. Can you see the Alex? Now? Yeah. Although because it it's all backwards and upside down, it did come out more as Zella Dna Zella. <laughs> nice. Um, anyway, so. Yeah, so the uh, trauma that happened a couple of years ago to me, um, after that, my I went into a really, really dark place emotionally, and then 
when coming out the other side of that, once again, going through therapy, thank you, therapy, um, it had a very odd effect in which <laughs> empathy gone, emotionally just shut down. Just like was not bothered by things anymore. Oh, that that's that's going to like emotionally destroy me. Thank it. Oh, someone's just died. Thank you for shit. You know what I mean? Like I just completely emotionally shut down. So even though the the option to choose to do so isn't there, the option that it, the possibility that it can just happen. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's totally that. Like honestly, and again, still all you can do is is react to it and respond to it and control that. Like. Because presumably it's not like you could have just chosen. You couldn't have just decided. Actually, I quite want to feel empathy. Let's just do that. Like that's not a choice that's open to you. Yeah, no, I I ended up like um, being diagnosed as a sociopath because of that. <laughs> so that was fun. Oh, what by like an actual like doctor? Yeah. So they were just like, yeah, you have like no. They were just like asking me questions. To what I guess like an on like a BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> <laughs> an oncologist <laughs> my chiropractor diagnosed me as a sociopath yeah i mean they're a doctor right it was it was actually a doctor of philosophy uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway but um do you know i think one of the interesting things here is that oh yeah one of the things that i did want to talk about is that um I'm, okay there's two things one say up uh say uh response to politics in a bit and I, hopefully it will trigger the memory. But, um, yeah, so I think what's particularly interesting here is that um, I have actually turned out remarkably okay, <laughs> like, considering. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, I'm not the worst person in the world. I'm not the best person in the world by a long shot, but I'm not the worst person in the world. Like, I set up a – whilst having zero empathy or having very, very little empathy, I managed to set up uh, a community chest. You know, I do lots of good work for other people. I have done, I have a fuckload of achievements and shit. Whereas a lot of people in these situations, um, you know, they don't turn out that well. It's, it's an incredibly, like, draining emotional process trying to, trying to address the fact that, like, you know, a considerable caregiver um, in my life tried to kill me. Whether or not that was the intended purpose, like... It's it's very difficult to sort of say like no 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 he, he, you know he wasn't trying to kill you you wanted to be thrown in a river so he did and then he walked off so like, oh cool I mean put you in put you in danger in a negligent way and didn't seem to care about that exactly like at three years old and you can't swim you probably shouldn't be thrown in a river I mean like. Now, I don't want to be a dickhead, like, I ain't a dad, but if I were a dad, I don't think I'd do that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I just want to imagine throwing my own children into a river. <laughs> that was a really, really interesting way of phrasing that. I definitely want to imagine throwing my own children. <laughs> I, wanted to put, I wanted to put in that, like, like hedge my bets with that, yeah. just in case. Yeah. yeah. Right. Incidentally, probably don't ever adopt. Um, I don't no, feel like you'd would, look. They up. would be, they would be my kids if I adopted. I, you know, what, I really want to be like, yeah, I, like, I obviously totally agree with that, but mm. I just don't think that you would see them as your kids. Well, we'll find That's out, won't it. we? <laughs> I don't think we should, Alex. If I, I throw them in a river, want... not my kids. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, 
right to it. Serious, serious talk. Yeah. So, like, this is a really serious discussion. Also, so like, um, one of the things that I've been doing for a long time is um, is processing this trauma by using incredibly dark humor. So even like little things by being like, yo, uh, let's make like my dad and leave. Mm. And like, which is very funny, but also not good. <laughs> yeah. But I, sure I think that. everyone does like, that to an extent. Yeah. Like everyone, everyone makes dark jokes and stuff to be able to process like uh, what they're dealing with better. But the thing is, as soon as you stop making those jokes, so I've stopped making these jokes or at least I've like cut them down loads. But, um, yeah, I pretty much stopped making these jokes. Uh, I stopped saying things like "thanks, Dad" to people when they do something that like is disappointing to me, which is really positive. But um, an awful lot of it, and this sounds so dumb because it sounds so simple, but um, a lot of it is how I address my own life personally. So I've stopped trying to be like, "Oh, this is a bad thing that's happened. Let's fucking implode about it." I've started trying to be like, well, this is a thing that's happened. Let's see the positives that we can take out of it. And it's all just like, it sounds so dumb having this be like, oh, it's a positive mental attitude. But it really is. Like, it's really helping but me. But that like, could be such a hard line to walk as well. Like, because I agree, like, framing is, is, is so important and it's a thing that you really can affect. But, like, some things just are bad. Some things just, like, and, and you know, you can think of focus on how you respond to them, sure. But also, I think that the, I think also, you can advocate it as something that you do that works for you, but I find it really difficult to t kind of advise other people to do it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think I, I, for I, some I, reason, there's just that block there. I, you know, I agree with that, and um, you are correct. I should, should have uh, framed it as the idea that this is something that really works for me, not necessarily that something that really works for everyone. And I think that, like, it's, it must be really difficult to be a psychotherapist or a psychologist or whatever it is, because, you know, this is something that works for me. If I can just, like, be positive about my own life, and, like, sure, I get, like, uh, down days and dark days and stuff like that, just like everyone does. But, you know, this is it's, it's a way that I can bring, bring myself out of it. Whereas trying to offer this advice on like a, on a much larger scale as a, you know, as a profession, as a job, that must be really fucking hard, man. Like, cause there's also, there's so many to put very bluntly. There's so many fucking bad doctors out there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, also uh, my little brother said something interesting uh, yesterday and I just, I think he might like it. Um, fuck you. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> no, he said, um, we were talking about, um, uh, I think we were talking about, Things Nazis weaponized, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we were playing. We were playing Call of Duty for six hours, so of course Nazis going on. But um, yeah, so he said what was particularly impressive is that Nazis managed to weaponize doctors, and I was like, that is interesting because you know, not like doctors. You look at any period of history, doctors have been seen as this, like a, uh, you know, this uh, the last bastion of hope. Do you know what I mean? This this beacon of light in a time in which you could you could suffer. So, you know, they've they've pretty much always been seen as uh, saviors, guardians, healers, things like that. Right? So that's a fair estimation. Apart from mm. in World War Two, apart from in World War Two, in which like any subsequent game or like uh, or comic book series or film or something, you can be like, this is a Nazi doctor, and people will be like, that's the bad guy. 
Mm. Like this guy, but this think... guy's job is experimentation. It's just like, yeah, they're the bad guy. And before, you know, before World War Two, nobody weaponized the idea of like, um, you know, I'm a nurse. I think no, that's depressing. Um, <laughs> anyway, but before, uh, yeah, before the Second World War, you didn't really have like at no point in any sort of like um, I, I want to say like social media sort of like um. In, uh, media engagement with doctors a bad thing you might no, have like that's, that's not that's not strictly speaking true like the notion you know i'm just thinking about a book like you know frankenstein where the idea is that there's this doctor and you grave robbing and experimenting like that that predates the second world war and and also in terms of real life not just in pop culture but I agree that it's interesting that we seem to have these two conflicting views in our minds and in our societies about doctors as healers and also medical science as something that can be kind of creepy and scary. Because I'm thinking about the, the history of like scientific racism and in like the 19th century when a lot of really kind of respected institutions in Britain and in America and in Europe are like pushing this, med this version of medical science where like, you know, you measure the size of a person's head and because because black people's heads are different in this way. That means they're more likely to be criminals. And this is also the era when, when you know, you, you start getting sort of medicalization of social norms. So like electroshock therapy as, as, as an attempt to treat uh, hysteria in women or homosexuality in, 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 in either gender, you know. There's, there's this undercurrent to, to doctors where I agree that Nazi doctor has like a fucking about as very different an image as doctor in your mind like i think the adjective <laughs> nazi has that effect but um yeah yeah you know, there's, this undercurrent, there. there's this undercurrent if, of history to it if someone says um oh yeah they're a they're a veterinar uh, veterinarian for you and then just went a nazi veterinarian would that make you think they're a bad dude or a bad person i mean yeah because <laughs> <laughs> they're a nazi <laughs> I know, that's, it's, just, it's just a really interesting like uh, preface that like the word Nazi in front of literally anything will make it like instantly. About. I'm not, obviously I'm not disagreeing with that. Like I totally agree, but like just the idea of just like oh yeah yeah they're a vet, a Nazi vet, or like yeah yeah they're a firefighter, a Nazi firefighter. Okay, you know I, mean? I do think that Nazi doctor, <laughs> the adjective there isn't disconnected from the noun, like. That implies that the, the medicine that they're practicing is Nazi-ish. But Nazi firefighter, like, it's, do they, like, check, oh, this house is owned by uh, Jews and communists, so we're actually going to let that one burn. Like, the Nazism is always bad. The Nazism is always, obviously, it's always bad. But I do think that Nazi, Nazi doctor, you're like, those two things are going together. <clears throat> Yeah, I guess like Nazi uh, Nazi bookseller. Actually, that's still that's still, still pretty bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nazi wardrobe maker. You know, you, no one ever hears about Nazi cobblers. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, and there there were some. You know, a, a there lot was... of the face of the Nazi Party's support in like the nineteen twenties was uh, the sort of German petit bourgeois, the the like sort of lower middle class tradespeople probably did get a fair number of nazi cobblers that's <laughs> <laughs> such a like such a bizarre thing also i found out something interesting about um the nazis the other day <clears throat> which was um so my my housemate who has the same 
essentially, what the fuck just happened to my camera? Yeah. Uh, I can still see you. It's just a bit darker. Yeah. One second. <laughs> there we go. I just basically come on it. Um, yeah, so I found out that my housemate, who has the same name as me, which is really bizarre, if I'm honest, mm. like his, his name is Alex B. And I was like, how weird. Never met another Alex B in my life, but now I live with one. Cool. Um, anyway, so the yeah it turns out that his grandmother was in the um mm -hmm. the female the woman's version of the um of the hitler youth oh really yeah yeah yeah. which is just like nazi wedding planner yeah like i feel like that's that i don't know where where i'm gonna have to think about that but um yeah so and apparently the thing that you did like you would just if you were in germany you were just in the, you know, the, the Hitler youth of whatever, whatever it was. You didn't have a choice in that. That's just what you were, or you were murdered. <laughs> also, there was another interesting thing. Like, uh, his granddad, um, his granddad joined the, um, joined the war effort when he was 13, 14 years old. And he wanted to get to the UK. So what he did, because uh, he is Serbian, I think. Uh, so what he did was... Um, he went from like he whatever side was winning in that particular area that's the side he fought for as he tried to like get across from like serbia to the uk mm. and i just think that's a really interesting also it means that he fully like apparently he, he, did, he had to do some like horrendous things in order to survive and it's really weird having like uh, i know i'm gonna say a second second hand account but like like a family member having learned these things about a family member and then being taught, then like passing on that information. Mm. Basically, it was a really dark Christmas this year. That sounds it thoroughly. Yeah, it was. It was very. Mm. So yeah, like, uh, what's a what's another word that you can think of that um, another job that the word Nazi in front of doesn't necessarily ruin straight away? No, but I, <laughs> I don't think there is one. Um, okay, so I we put it to you. We put it to you, group of two, three. Um, what is a, a job that you don't think the, the preface um, Nazi... I don't, I don't know why I want to do this, Nazi. But uh, you don't think the preface Nazi would uh, ruin. Because Nazi punk, awful. It's like the worst. Nazi punks fuck us. Exactly. Um, so but, Nazi... But no, but Nazi is such a bad thing to be. Nazi, Nazi child sentence is probably the worst thing I've ever heard. Of all the things that we've just discussed, Nazi doctor, Nazi firefighter, Nazi cobbler, Nazi uh, wedding planner, Nazi, I don't know, I say pilots, but they were pretty bad. Um, I think probably, no, there you go, MJ Fox is onto one, Nazi killer. Right, but there's two ways of reading that. Killer of Nazis, good. Killer who is a Nazi, bad. <laughs> <laughs> Killer who is a Nazi. Yeah, but I think, honest to God, Nazi child's entertainer is probably the worst thing, the worst job I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Can you, you imagine? Like, yeah, we need to be Nazis. I'm a, I'm a child's entertainer. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, a Nazi child entertainer. In the interest oh? of full disclosure, I should tell you I'm also a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it comes up in my act a lot. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually like, I mean, you, you wouldn't think it would come up that much, if I'm totally honest, but... Oh, I, I find yeah. ways, don't worry. Yeah, we have like this whole merry-go-round thing, and you just don't want to look at it from a bird's eye view, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was something I was meant to say that would that would bring you um, something about politics. Oh yeah, so um, oh yeah, the politics thing. So um, interestingly, I don't even know where I particularly uh, stand on an awful lot of politics because uh, everyone I know is so incredibly left wing. Particularly as like my my mate Connor has spent the last uh, what four years radicalising me. He's done it very effectively. Just become right wing. I mean, that's the thing. What if I am actually? Because you know, whenever you do one of those tests, being like, "Oh, what do you think about this?" I already know what those answers are leading towards. Yeah, I can't remember what that's called but, when you. Were uh, yeah, but but yeah, but also yeah. like, it's not so like there's some it. you underneath all the all the social stuff and all the like interactions you've had there's no like pure you underneath that underneath like social conditioning like you just are the result of all that stuff and like if your experiences in the world and with friends and you know people who you love have made you more left-wing that do that doesn't mean that that's fake you know but that's the thing like if that's if that, one second, will you clarify? We have single handedly the best comment ever left on any podcast ever. Juggle swastikas? Question mark. Wow. wow, I feel like they would be throw stars. I, choo I choose to read that as a stage direction then, <laughs> while Clem's watching. She's just, yeah, is this okay? Am I doing this right? <laughs> also, that's exactly this is exactly what I look like when I juggle. I can't juggle. I, I look like this. Oh. I, 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 I'm actually a very efficient juggler. But, um... Efficient? Yeah, I don't know why that's the... That's the... <laughs> Could have gone with good. Follow your heart. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Yeah, no, what, I mean, uh, what I mean about the, the politics thing is that... What if I... Only like say, what if I only agree with like um, I don't know sex workers' rights, for example. If um, if I do so because everybody else tells me that I should do, even if I don't fundamentally actually agree with it. I mean, I do happen to fundamentally actually agree with it. Yeah, it's why I chose one. Also, it, but, I, I think you know. I think you know when you're just saying something to. Well, that's I've been doing this for twenty nine years. I don't know anything about myself. Hmm. Dude, I, I tell you what, as an example, I just bought myself a pair of chinos to see if I like chinos. Do you? I don't know. I haven't tried them on yet. They're not the right colour that I thought they would be either. Nazi sex worker. That's a pretty awful job. Still bad. Yeah. You can tell. No, but I think, also, I think that you, you've just pivoted pretty wildly from, like, do... Do I support sex workers' rights to do I like chinos? Like, one is... Well, they're, they're, diff they're wildly, wildly different things, obviously, but I'm just, I want to give an example of, like, you know, do I... What are these... Like, they're so, so wildly different, but I still don't know the answer to either because I, I fundamentally don't know who I am. Hmm. 
So, like, I'm now having to, like, obviously, I do support sex workers and I support, uh, I was about to say transphobes, that's not what I meant. Like, this is a bad conversation to have a, like, a verbal typo like that. I can't remember what the word for verbal typo is. I spend so much time online. Miss? Anyway. Yeah, I guess. I prefer verbal typo, if I'm honest. Mm. It feels accurate as well. Mm. But, um, anyway, but, uh, yeah, so I, I don't, because I don't know fundamentally who I am, I can only sort of like look at each individual thing as a, and not instead of being able to use my, my history and my understanding of like, um, you know, where I come from and so on and so forth to try and figure out the answer to something, I can only look at it with the knowledge that I have immediately in front of me. And that's kind of scary and dangerous. Yeah, but I think like this is, and this is probably a, a decent enough note to end on, is just that, that all you can do is just try and make sure that you're thinking actively about these things and, and that you're not falling yeah. into patterns and habits and you're not just doing something because it's the sort of thing that you would do. And I think that's something I'm really, really bad at in terms of my life. I'm like, well, this is just what I do. Like, of course I would go and do this. But, and, and equally not doing things, because it's like, well, that's not a thing that I do, which is really self-reinforcing. But I think that, that that really is the only option, right? Is just keep making sure that you're thinking actively, you're, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're, not, just, you're not just slipping into like predetermined thoughts and words that are being provided for you by whatever. Do you know what? I, I agree, but having to actively think on every single decision or possibility or thing that you do is incredibly draining. But not because anything, usually, yeah. Not, not well, usually, anything, just, just make sure you're usually, doing it in some contexts. Usually you would work from your well of knowledge from, uh, from your past. But if you can't draw from that well, what are you going to do? You have to actively think about it every single time. And it's like, I'm getting better at it because I've, granted, I've only just started doing this, but like, um, what's cool is it's like playing a computer game, right? I can do one level, I might die at that level, and then I can go like, okay, that one didn't work, let's try it a different way. But that the, the remembering of being like, this first one didn't work, that second one didn't work, that third one didn't work or whatever, I can now just like be like, okay, cool, well, I'll just try it a different way until I find something that does work. So much like in the computer game, I can be like, um, oh, I'm... You know, I just fell down the stairs. I'm probably not going to see if I can uh, hop down the stairs anymore, even though, like, the idea of, like, hopping in a car or whatever. Yeah, that's, I knew there was a fucking link here. So, um, it's a dumb link, actually. I'm going to choose something else. Basically, as long as I can do it once, and even if it goes wrong and it's not something that I wanted to do, I'm going to, okay, well, I can now use that as that's part of the foundation for my next well of knowledge. Mm. So I say every single time that I do anything, I'm building on this well of knowledge. But um, also in the comment section, if you have any better ideas on how I can uh, actually live my life and find out who I am or what it is that I do, please let me know because every day is a struggle. Um, but yeah. every day is also a school day. Yeah, I guess. Quite literally, actually, I'm having to learn things every single day. It's uh, it's great. Well, I'll tell you what, though, did you notice that um, in the last bunch of uh, podcasts that we've done, because of the amount of stress that I've been under, my jaw has been, like, I go in quite a lot when I'm stressed. Like, my jaw swings oh, side to side. I thought you were just coming on after doing MDMA. 
No. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like um, we've been doing it less recently because even though like all of the stuff is incredibly stressful, it's also really, really beneficial to start learning learning about myself to, in the capacity that I'd be like, okay, so this actually is beginning to make a little bit of sense. Like who I am is beginning to make sense. And that stress is like slowly draining out of me. So like, mm. I think an awful lot of the physical attributes of stress, like having a bad back and like generally, I don't know, being shit physically is going to start, um, it's going to start like disappearing a little bit. And yeah, although interestingly, now that I've said it, I've, I've clocked my jaw, like move like three or four times without me doing it it doesn't help that like uh, obviously i used to take loads of drugs when i was younger and had my uh my jaw dislocated twice mm. from being an obnoxious cunt totally deserved it probably <laughs> all those drugs probably did help your jawline though yeah i mean look at that all right let's oh, let's wrap it I up and we'll be back next week I've got Kanye jaw, so only one side's like particularly good. A Kanye jaw. I've never heard that before. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. Medical. I got told by a Nazi doctor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This has been a wild podcast, Alex. This has been a wild podcast. It's so much ride. stuff. I've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, uh, you can find us here on Instagram at Alex Knight's podcast underscore SGH or more pertinently, we go live from Alex Vellis' uh, account and mine. Um, you can also find us on patreon.com slash Alex Knight's podcast to support us there. You can find me at Alex T. Ryan 27 most places, uh, apart from Instagram where I'm badgirl.ary and oh, he's juggling, cute. Uh, you can also find me at joysandpassions.wordpress.com uh, you can find me on uh, uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Patreon, OnlyFans, and probably anything else that you really try because I might have something on there that I've just forgotten about um, at at Alex Vellis Poet. That's A L E X V E W L I S P O E T. Uh, incidentally, that's also my email address now that I think about it. But um, yeah, that's where you can find me, and it would be really cool if you did that. I would. <laughs> All right. One second, I'm going to try a thing. You can't see what I'm doing, but my, I'm juggling with my arms crossed. Nice. Yeah, no, it looks impressive. All right. Well, have a good one. Happy New Year. Yeah, man. Always a pleasure. Uh, see you next week. Look to the... See you next week. Bye. Bye. Where's the fucking off button? <laughs>